Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing entrepreneurs, leaders, thinkers, doing things on the cutting edge, getting those insights and sharing them with your audience. So today we have a um, special guest, uh, Gabby Kelly, and she's a profit strategist, cash management coach, and she helps business owners increase profit and take the six-figure salary they deserve. So it's going to be a fascinating discussion around business, profitability, entrepreneurship. So Gabby, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it today. You have a really interesting bios. Tell people how you got started and we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, I started my career in financial auditing and corporate accounting. So I've spent the last 10 years looking at numbers and spreadsheets every day. Uh, And when I started my family is when I started to realize that there's more to life than working 50, 60, 70, 80, on and on and on uh, as an auditor and corporate accountant. Um, And so What I did is took a step back after my second daughter was born and started to work with clients doing fractional CFO work. And that's for clients that are, you know, big enough to to be looking for fundraising, looking to scale. And that allowed me to take some time to really figure out skills I had and and what value I could bring to business owners And through that process, I quickly realized that even though helping companies scale and raise money is valuable, a lot of their success comes down to how they manage the cash. And that's with or without a fundraise. Um, And so that propelled me on this journey of helping business owners understand fundamentals of cash management to help them, you know, leverage their long-term business success. Hmm. Interesting. Well, first thing is um, you mentioned something uh, called a fractional CFO. I'm just curious what that is and explain sure. that. Sure. A lot of times when a company starts to get past like a $500,000 revenue mark annually um, up to a million to 10 million, it may not be in their budget to spend 250 grand or more on a full-time CFO. 
they can help get them from point A to point B for a few years using a fractional CFO. Um, and that allows them to, you know, help on their budget, get the insights, the value of a CFO just for the amount of time that they need it. So it's a budget-friendly way to get expert insights into fundraising, scaling, budgeting, forecasting for your business. Oh, interesting. That's quite uh, fascinating. The other thing you talk about is a um, cash flow roller coaster and mm. how do you get off of it? Yeah, <laughs> I love this term because I, I feel like it gives everybody a good visual on the emotional roller coaster that we all are on when we're not managing or don't have the fundamentals to manage our money well. And so this happens when you're going along, you've been in business for a few years, you are getting paid from customers or clients, things are going okay. And then every so often, maybe somebody doesn't pay on time, maybe a project is delayed, and you're looking at your bank account and you're panicking. Now, this could happen every two weeks, right, for payroll, or it could happen in longer spans. The point is you're still on this roller coaster and you don't have the information you need to know why it's happening and how you can fix it. And so a lot of a lot of business owners just keep getting stuck on this cycle. They scrounge, they survive through that payroll cycle or that bill run. And then, you know, it happens again a few months later. And so this one, the stress is not helpful for us. Um, it can sometimes shake our business, our confidence in our business and uh, the, you know, long-term vision. And just having that confidence helps us make better long-term decisions for our, for our companies. Um, and so when we get stuck in that roller coaster, we're unsure of what steps we need to do next, where even to start. And by being on that roller coaster, it keeps us stuck, stressed, and underpaid because we're not sure, am I paying myself enough? Probably not. But if I take more from my business, aren't I going to end up in the same place that I've I've been, that I've been so, so stressed that I don't have enough money? And how, what are uh, some solutions that you've discovered to get off of it? And just, you, you don't have to spill the secret sauce, but just... <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think sometimes, you know, the most obvious things are the things that we, uh, we never think to implement. Personally, I've used a envelope system um, to pay off more than 60 grand in student debt, you know, before I had children. And we can do a similar thing for our business. We don't have to do it in cash, but we can leverage tools like a better bank business banking to create more bank accounts for our business. And it seems like a lot of work, but really we're trying to bring awareness, awareness to money that's already earmarked for things like payroll, for things like saving for your tax bill, for things like profit, actually saving cash as profit, um, and then everything else that we spend normally for our business. And so by breaking thing, these things out, no matter if you did anything differently or not, 
by allocating money to each of these different buckets, you're bringing awareness to what you're spending your money on and how you're saving it and how you're preparing for your future. Mm, interesting. So kind of allocating it. And um, I've also I've also heard, you know, if you recurring revenue as opposed to um, just per client, but, you know, a steady uh, revenue as well. Um, but then you also talk about um, why it's critical as business owners to pay ourselves first. Um, mm. Tell us more about that. Sure. So this uh, leverages a little bit of psychology as well as statistics in uh, small businesses. So we all know that the number of small businesses make up 99.9% .9 of all businesses out there. Um, that's a number, not necessarily in size, but the, the crazy and sometimes scary statistics are that a lot of times more than half of these businesses don't make it past five years, especially in the past few years, the lack of cash flow has been the number one non-pandemic related challenge for small businesses. So if you think about it like this, if you were an investor and you were going to buy somebody's business, but their business on paper looked okay, but the owner wasn't taking a salary, that doesn't sound like a good investment. That business isn't including a critical expense that is paying somebody what they're worth and rewarding a business owner. And when we pay ourselves from our business, we create an environment to push our business into being more lean, more rewarding for us to keep us motivated, to keep going and less stressful. So you get on this stress cycle when you're not paying yourself, you're burning through savings or you're adding debt that that holds us back from moving forward and from generating wealth. Mm, interesting. So corn also so kind of um creates a scarcity and um lack and fear and you know everything goes into the business and owners not taking a salary. I've heard a lot of uh, startups they actually do that where they actually they get compensated in, in equity, which you know mm -hmm. they hope will be worth a lot one day. The other interesting thing is um what lessons have you learned helping your clients uh, grow? Sure. The biggest lesson is that we're all in this together and you're not the only one going through this. I think as business owners, it can be a very lonely and isolating spot. You don't necessarily have a lot of people to bounce ideas and things off of. Um, so we need to continue to give ourselves grace and rest and then also surround ourselves with people that do lift us up, that do want to hear, um, and that are supporting us. I think when we create our own isolation box, we don't think that anybody wants to hear what we have to talk about, or we don't think our friends, you know, want to be watching our newest ad or video or podcast or whatever it is. I think we kind of seclude ourselves and then we're we're trying to get gratification and satisfaction from our customers and clients. But I think that we need to think of it as a bigger picture, as how as 
business owners, we're helping not only our customers and clients, but our community and our friends and family, building profitable businesses and creating wealth. Mm, interesting. And um, and I know you, especially for um, the you know segment of the audience is um, female entrepreneurs, executives. Tell us about um, being a business owner, how we've always done it, isn't cutting anymore, and uh, why profit first? Yeah. And so the concept of creating different bank accounts and um, taking your profit and your salary first is um, fundamental to the profit first method, uh, which I'm a certified profit first professional. Uh, and we use that method as a foundation for our cash management uh, coaching and strategy. And what I when I talk about how we've always done it, especially when I work with uh, female clients and women-owned businesses, is that we are constantly battling with imposter syndrome and don't realize that for many statistics, women best men in most of leadership uh, investing, reinvesting in the community, most of those statistics. So I think it's imperative. And my one of my goals and missions is to help support women-owned businesses and female entrepreneurs because the statistics show that and as we lift up those people, we're making the world a better place. We reinvest more in our communities. We spend more time with our family. And I think that this culture of the hustle and grind as the way we've always done it has been burning us out, all of us across the board. Um, and I think we're starting to hear a little bit more pushback these days, which I, I'm really excited about. I think we're in this wave of of change, um, trying to battle the hustle and grind, the mental health crisis that we're going through. Um, and as business owners, we're not we're not shielded from that. We're in that as well. Um, and I think that normal either bootstrapping business, not working 80 hours a week to start your business, not you know spending your whole life savings to get your business going, uh, all of those things. We need to be teaching a different way. Hmm. Interesting. Really fascinating discussion and uh, really great insights. As we're nearing the uh, end of this conversation, one last thing is you talk about uh, increasing profitability without working all the time. Uh, how do you? How do people do that? Is it becoming smarter business owners? Is it a scaling? Is it automation? Tell us more. Yeah, I think. I think it has a little bit of all of those things, uh, but the first step would be just taking a dollar and literally putting aside cash savings as profit. Starting a habit like that can feel underwhelming at first, but it's like the snowball method. You start, if your business can run on $100, your business can run on 99 right? And therefore, you have a dollar in profit by carving out an earmark cash that's connected and aligned with your goals. Your one, like I told, like I talked about before, giving yourself more awareness, and two, getting actual 
rewards in your nervous system by putting aside money and being able to reward yourself later. Um, So it's this reward uh, feedback loop by doing that. And we all think, okay, like, you know, my business loses $10,000 every month. By starting simple changes, taking baby steps, we can change the trajectory of our business, our lives, et cetera. Um, And doing this one thing will help jumpstart that. Yeah, great, uh, great insights, great conversation, really fascinating discussion. Um, And how can people uh, follow you on social media, your website, um, and uh, contact you? Sure. I am on Instagram and Facebook very often at WEM Financial. Our website is WEM.co. That's W-E-M.co. Very simple. You can find me on LinkedIn, Gabrielle-Kelly-CPA. Very active there as well. We have free trainings and webinars that are posted regularly. And I offer free game plan calls for anybody interested in having a chat. Um, And those are 45 to 60 minute strategy sessions. And you can find that on LinkedIn, Instagram, and um, my website as well. But I just love hearing people's stories. I am so curious and I love creating relationships. Uh, you never know where where it's going to take you. Yeah. And uh, for all the listeners out there, audience, um, be sure to check out Gabby's resources. They'll be in the links and show notes. Thanks so much again. And uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week